0: Welcome, 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 welcome to the Paris Tennis Club podcast. This is Mayor David Bailey, tennis club podcast, Paris
1: Tennis Club podcast,
0: Podcast. challenge
1: mediocrity, Mediocrity. challenge mediocrity, challenge mediocrity, challenge mediocrity, challenge
0: mediocrity. Mediocrity. Welcome to the Paris Tennis Club podcast, number two for Saturday, March 16th. My name is Tom Tranmer and I'll be happy to help you challenge mediocrity today. What an exciting week in Indian Wells, California, as the tournament that started last week on March 4th is set to wrap up with men's semifinals matches today and tonight, and men's and ladies finals tomorrow. Yesterday's quarterfinal results saw Canadian Bianca Andreescu come out on top over number six seed Elena Svitolina of Ukraine. Andreescu came out swinging hard and drove her opponent into submission in set number one. Not one to wilt under pressure. Spitalina came back with some incredible defense in sets number two and three, requiring the Canadian to stay on top of her backhand winner game. Let's take a few minutes and hear how set number three finished up. Oh, she's done it again. And that one's even better.
1: Advantage
0: and It was a shaky return from Spitalina. You know what they say, Naomi, fourth time's a charm. it's another extraordinary win for Bian- Bianca Andreescu the 18 year old just produces sensational tennis digs incredibly deep running on empty able to find a way to get over the line for the biggest win of her career defeats Alina Vitalina 6-3, 2-6, 6-4 in two hours and 12 minutes.
1: It was just utterly brilliant from Bianca Andreescu. I mean, what can you say? It was an up and down match. It was all over the place. Really, we had so much adrenaline, so much emotion. Some just sensational tennis, particularly from Andreescu. Spitalina nearly pulled it off again. The comeback and we see it from her time and time again. But. Andreas was showing resilience to add to all of the attributes that we listed at the beginning of the match. We can tick off another one, resilience, and resilience at a top five level. Superb.
0: In my opinion, this is a great match to replay if you subscribe to WTA streaming at WTATV.com. On Thursday, lucky number 13 seed Milos Raonic had a much more straightforward straight sets quarterfinal against Cechmanic and it's back to business and it's been a business like performance so far today
1: 14, 15.
0: almost home and dry just an hour and 11 minutes on the clock Canadian with two match points
1: Seals it in style, and it will be a tenth
0: Masters 1000 semi-final for Milos Raunich. and he really
1: does love this place because that's the semi-finals or better in his last four visits to Indian Wells. That's some record here in the desert. Just a bit too good today for his lower-ranked opponents. A bit too much power.
0: Tune in to stream both the matches today and replay yesterday's matches at tennistv.com. Today we'll be treated to two men's matches, beginning with Milos and Dominic team at 2pm, then followed by Federer Nadal, number 39, uh, sometime after 3.30pm. Sunday's finals will feature Canadian Andreescu and German Grand Slam champion Angelique Kerber. The men's final will be determined by the semifinal matches today. I hope you get a chance to watch some great matches this weekend. Or, better yet, get out on court and make some of your own. This podcast may be on hiatus next week as Hudson and I will be traveling to Toronto to participate in the TDC U9 tournament at the Aviva Centre. It's a team tennis competition with a selected team from GSM, so send us your best wishes and hopes for success. I've been stringing rackets today anticipating the snow's departure, so until then, stay active and get ready to challenge mediocrity with me as soon as the 2019 outdoor season is able to kick off. We'll see you on the courts. Welcome to the Paris Tennis Club Podcast. Can you introduce yourself?
1: Yes, my name is Julie Tranmer. Hey Julie, how are you? Good, how are you?
0: Doing very well, thank you. I usually ask everybody the same question when we start out, but I'm going to actually pick a different question for you. Oh, That's how okay. exciting. <laughs> so uh, I, I usually ask people how they got started with tennis, and uh, we're definitely going to get to that, but uh, <laughs> I wanted to actually start and ask you, uh, what are some of the earliest experiences you remember uh, having with podcasts?
1: Ooh, um... That's funny. I would say probably Kevin Smith podcasts uh, is my earliest memory. You got me hooked on those. Um, but before that, it was definitely talk radio like CBC or um, Hockey Central.
0: Yeah, I definitely remember Hockey Central being sort yeah. of the, the big uh, gateway podcast that sort of got us into podcasting because we were never around to listen to that uh, radio show that we both liked so much, uh, but because we could watch it or listen to it as a podcast, uh, we really, you know, were able to keep up with it together that way, right? Yeah.
1: And then actually Duncan, uh, our friend, our good friend Duncan, he introduced us to this American Life podcast. And I remember, I think you started watching it before, or watching, listening to it before me and Uh, I just I remember that very first podcast that uh, that they played and it was about um, this guy going around and just talking to random people who look like Jesus (laughs) 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 and then took pictures like made like uh, just scenes from uh, like church scenes and that's funny. I don't specifically remember. <laughs> it was so weird. It was such, but it was so interesting. Like everyone's backstory and where they came from and what they were doing, and uh, yeah, I don't know. I just remember being sucked into the the whole thing.
0: Yeah, it sucked into something. I definitely remember when, uh, as as you referenced, this American Life. I uh, I think I went on a binge and listened to about two hundred of the episodes <laughs> that were online because you could just click through them on their website yeah. and you could listen to them one by one. Ah, uh, you you couldn't like download them as podcasts, and you know carry them around with you on your phone. But because I was at, at the time working on a computer uh, from home, I had lots of access to you know listening to audio of podcasts, I guess mm-hmm. uh, yeah, from there, when I went on to Radio Lab, I remember was that was one of my huge first influences when it comes to podcasting as well,
1: yeah. I binged on podcasts all the time because I drove so much, right? So, I was just wanting to know what you were listening to and then I would I would listen to it to you so we could when we got home from work we could chat about it and you know things different things that we took away from the the shows and things that we thought were great all right yeah.
0: and uh, champion of segway the most <laughs> uh... Frequent time that I have in the car uh, listening to podcast is on the way to the tennis club every week. So <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: uh, let's uh, get you back to maybe tell us a little bit about how uh, how how you got started in tennis and maybe when you got started in tennis.
1: Ooh, <laughs> so I never ever ever picked up a tennis racket until you and I met in Toronto and you wanted to go and play and I was like, oh, man, I don't think I can do this, but uh, we'll give it a whirl. And I f- probably found it the most frustrating thing ever. Um, that would have been, oh, like 2008. <laughs> we were
0: married in 2008. Uh,
1: and then from there, I decided I did not like tennis and I was never going to play again. <laughs> um, and then you sort of sneakily roped me back in uh by getting me to play ping pong uh when we moved to paris just like table ping pong in the basement of our house and then you're like yeah i've told some peeps that we're going to go play, uh, pickleball with them. And I was like, what is pickleball? And so you're like, just come, it'll be fun. It's super easy. And I'm like, all right. You're like, it's like ping pong, just on like a badminton court. And I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll go play.
0: Meanwhile, I'd never played of course either.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And then, uh, and then I remember you, uh, met up with, um, some people that were starting the Paris tennis club and, um, you were playing and I you kept asking me to come out and I'm like, no, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. And then uh, I guess once I played pickleball and I was feeling more confident with that, then I decided, well, if I want to hang out with you outside of this house and our kids, I better pick up <laughs> tennis. So I came out and I, I gave it a whirl. And I think the thing that kind of got me was that everyone was super great. Like the community is so welcoming Um, and it got me to like get outside of my own head of being able to play the sport. Uh,
0: certainly it's a, it's a tough sport to pick up. I think that everybody sort of agrees that it's one of the more challenging sports to pick up later in life if you hadn't had some exposure to it early as a child. Uh, I, I, you know, I, I agree that that's definitely the case. What, um, what was the first like big challenge that you found that you had to overcome, uh, learning the sport, like, uh, to sort of. Uh, the first thing that like the light bulb clicked on in your head, you're just like, Oh, now that I know this, this makes it a little bit easier for me. Just if there's any Um, other beginners who are coming That's a great question.
1: Um, I think the thing that clicked for me was just like the, the practicing of just that swinging motion and keeping my eye on the ball. Um, I was never great at hand-eye coordination sports, um, I could muster through baseball, but I definitely got stuck in the outfield and hopefully where nobody hit the ball to me. Um, but uh, just having somebody that was on the other side of the net that was willing to be patient with me, um, that was sort of like that moment that clicked for me where I I was able to just keep my eye on the ball. I think actually maybe you, you had suggested... Uh, just repeat in my head, bounce, hit. Uh, and so when I started like repeating that over in my head, every time the ball bounced, I'd say bounce and then hit. And that that sort of led me to be able to connect my hand-eye coordination a lot better.
0: It's like shot rhythm.
1: Yeah. Um, so that was really great. And then um, being able to serve, I guess, was another thing um, where we just like – I. Um, Krista, actually, uh, who started the Paris Tennis Club, she, uh, she just coached me through a couple of things like uh, practicing throwing the ball up in the air and um, hitting the ball, like catching the ball with my racket against a fence. Um, so I did that like tons and tons and tons of times. Um, and that definitely helped with my hand-eye coordination. Um, and then just trying to keep that open mind was something that was like really huge for me too Because I'm so competitive naturally So I was I just found it really frustrating Because I'm like, A, I'm not winning <laughs> B, I am totally fr- probably frustrating The other person that I'm trying to play with And then it just, it, it almost became embarrassing <laughs> for yeah. me So it was just trying to get out of my own head Was one of the biggest things And once I was able to figure out how to just let that go that freed up, uh, my abilities to kind of take off and enjoy the sport more.
0: Yeah. It's like self-motivation in the face of, uh, there's so much of it to learn and so much of it to get better at, right? Yeah. But you still want to enjoy the thrill of competition and challenge that way. But you realize that you got to grind it out and you got to go through those repetitions, like you're saying, and do it over and over again so that you can you know, really enjoy the competition maybe a bit better.
1: Yeah, exactly. For
0: your personality type. Yeah. Uh, So what uh, every season, uh, is there a a favorite part that you have that you're looking forward to? So 2019 season's coming up in about a month. Uh, We're hoping to obviously have some fun on the courts uh, coming up soon. Um, But is there a favorite part of the season that you look forward to?
1: Mm, There's so much of the season that I really like. I like uh, opening day because... The whole community comes together. We clean up around the courts. We kind of get things prepared, and I really like that community feel. Um, the sun just, like, beaming on your head <laughs> that first time out, and it's just so warm. The courts are always warmer than um, the temperatures outside of the courts. Um, so that's always, that's always awesome. Um, and then just getting out and socializing. I like that social component.
0: Perfect. And last thing I'm going to ask you about is uh, in your game, uh, if you could uh, choose one thing to say that uh, you spent this year improving and be very happy about it at the end of the year, what would that be?
1: Hmm, That's a great question. Um, there's so much. <laughs> um, I would say if I can beat you at a game, <laughs> that would be awesome. I think I've had that goal for like five years now. But uh, in order to be able to do that, I think I need to um, keep practicing on my consistency. I need to out-consistent you.
0: (laughs) Well, thanks for coming in.
1: Thanks for having me, Tom.
0: See you around.